You'll have so much fun with this episode. Se va a ir en un poof. Somos Relatines. Hola y bienvenidos a Real Latinos. My name is Ismael. This is Guti. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó, mi gente? And this is Ron. ¿Qué tal? And we are here to discuss Latin American cinema. So, Guti, your pick this week. So, let's start off with you. What you been up to? Oh, man. Um, so, I did watch a, a, a few movies since we last uh, talked. And so, the, the first one I watched uh, is based on the marathon I did a couple of weeks month you know month ago uh <laughs> and you know went from 24 to 72 hours marathon um I I you know I watched a couple of Hitchcock films and it just got me into the mood of exploring more of his filmography especially revisiting uh different films that I've watched of his and so this past week I watched Vertigo um, and so I saw this kind of towards the beginning of me kind of falling in love again with classic film and film in general. So there's like a lot of nuances there that I didn't, you know, that I kind of missed the first time around and didn't appreciate as much. But now that I've kind of had more Hitchcock films under my belt, kind of read about him, I was able to kind of pick up much more. And, um, and like, as I mentioned in my review, like once you kind of pick up on Hitch's cinematic language, like the different symbolism he uses, different camera angles, etc., It's almost like seeing into another dimension. So, um, I'm really excited to kind of continue this kind of, I guess I'm going to do a Hitchtober, but I'm starting in mid September, uh, <laughs> to kind of just revisit his films and see how much more, you know, there's there that maybe I didn't pick up the first time around and see some of his, uh, some of the films that I haven't seen of his that are that are pretty well known, but it's kind of great just to see how much subtext is there, uh, and I'm excited to continue that journey into October. Um, what about you, Ron? What you been up to? Um, so okay, really Busy week for you, no? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I usually only watch. Actually, before I start talking about movies, I did want to mention. I know I. I for that red shoes and that last night in Soho counter, we also have a counter when we mentioned 70 millimeter. Um, but uh, <laughs> I did, I have to oh, shout yeah. them out again because you know, that's where, you know, in their discord, we're patrons of theirs. And in this, their discord is where the three of us met. We've also met a bunch of other cool people, including a friend, a mutual friend of ours who I had lunch with today. Uh, so I want to, <laughs> I want to shout out Andy stone. Me and him went and got some tacos. Yo, and, you got to uh, see Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Andy's awesome. Yeah. Andy is Andy's awesome. From, Andy from yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Andy from San Diego. Uh, he was the first person I think I met, uh, in person from the discord. Yeah. And I was so nervous. Like, <laughs> we up, we, and we went actually, uh, uh, the counter and we want to go watch last night in Soho. Oh, <laughs> right on. Right on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah uh, oh my gosh. How was it? How yeah. Was it meeting uh, yeah. Andy? It was a blast. He's a super cool dude. Super chill. Um, way into surfing. So he was telling me like, he's, uh, going a little, oh, yeah. little trip up to this from San Diego to the central coast, surfing in some spots and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we, he was passing through town. We got together, had some tacos and, uh, you know, kind of just chatted about movies, chatted about, you know, like the, the discord and stuff. And it was a really cool time. So, I uh, just want to say, hey, what's up? Shout out to uh, to Andy. Um, Andy's great. Yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. to Andy. Andy, what a what a what a guy. He he's great just man. he. I think he knows every single person on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he's he's our Kevin Bacon. He's yeah, he's our Kevin Bacon. Absolutely, he he knows everyone. I don't know how he does it, but he's he's great. Shout out Andy. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So I uh, I did. I normally only watch like the movie that we're covering and maybe one other one uh during a week uh this time i watched a ton so i'm not going to talk a ton <laughs> about all of them i do want to mention uh one so i'm a big marvel comics guy i'm a big comics guy in general but i'm like a big marvel guy and the i haven't seen a marvel movie in theaters since endgame i've still like watched and enjoyed all of them wow but the one that i was pumped about about I was like you know what maybe i will get back to the, you guys know i don't really go to the theater that often but uh back a few months ago thor love and thunder came out and i was gonna go to the theater and then hey. i started seeing our friends posting ratings 
and uh, and talking about how uh, how lackluster it was. And I was like, oh, like what a letdown. Like I really liked the last one too. I'm a big Taika Waititi fan. My cat's named Love after Taika. him. So really, yeah, yeah, yeah. My cat's name is <laughs> Taika. So oh, um, amazing. So uh, full circle. You know, yeah. Like I was like, all right, fine. I'll just wait until it comes on Disney Plus. So it came on Disney Plus this last weekend, and I threw it on. And I don't know what your guys' problem is. I don't know why you hate fun so much, but uh, Dude, I had a blast I, with that movie. Do not condemn me. I gave it. Yeah, a I know. Yeah, yeah, rating. yeah, yeah. You and I gave I it the same rating. It. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goody, staying quiet. But um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have not watched okay. it, so I will reserve yeah. judgment. But I mean, <laughs> I do like that. it's it's not perfect, and I will say like it's not um it's not as focused as Ragnarok was. But I mean, like it it was it was a ton of fun. Like there was a lot of cool stuff in it, and and uh, I really liked like what they did with um with uh, Jane Foster's character in it too. So I liked it. <laughs> um, Ismail, what yeah, about you? Give yeah, us, yeah. bring us home. Oh, well, what have I watched? Uh, let me check my diary one more time. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I rewatched Birdman. Nice. I love Ooh. Birdman. Five star banger. It's just like we, I, we were just we were just at home. And then Jackie said, let's watch a movie. And I said, OK, yeah, sure. Uh, what do you want to watch? And I just gave her like a bunch of like, well, we just looked at all the movies that we have uh, in physical media. And then she said. What about Birdman? Because you always talk about it, and I was like, "Oh, it felt like bearing my soul." You know, like, what if she doesn't like it? <laughs> like, I felt so I felt so nervous, uh, and um, thankfully she really liked it. So, um, yeah, not five stars for her, but you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I think she gave like four and a half or something because uh, she did find it a bit confusing. It is a bit of a confusing movie, especially since it's like. I don't. Know, I think it's just got a bunch of layers, and uh, you, you could read into it for so so long. There's an ambiguous ending, uh, you know. So it's just it's just a lot going on. Um, uh, but I love Birdman. Five star. It's like one of my favorite movies, if not maybe my favorite. I don't know. It's oh. it's, it's so good. I yeah. Put I know, it on the bold, record. Put it on the record. Bold, it's a bold claim. Very bold claim. Um, but it's it's um it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's amazing. I love it. Um, but other than that, let's go and see what reviews have come in reviews 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 from our listeners uh make sure to uh if you watch any of the movies um that we are covering make sure to tag it real latinos r-e-e-l-l-a-t-i-n-o-s so that you can hear your review right here right on the podcast so uh what are some reviews that we got yeah, so so one review in particular I wanted to to read out was from our friend Kev uh, from the Austin Danger Pod, uh, who recently watched Amores Perros, and uh, you know our final our final episode from the Tres Amigos right in Mexico, uh, and so he wrote, totally, utterly, absolutely, completely my kind of thing. I really yes. give four and a half ratings on purpose. Generally, in my view, something's five stars or it isn't, but I'm left wondering on this watch, so it's teetering on the edge for now. Either way, a fantastic film. Amazing Thank you, Kev. stuff, Kev. Thank Way you, go, Kev. Kev. Uh, listen to the Red Latinos episode, Kev. Maybe that'll help you bump it up to the five stars it deserves. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's it's dope. Uh, sorry. Any more? Any more reviews? Uh, yeah, we also got one from uh, our friend Jackie, uh, who's sad and spooky ninety three on Letterboxd. Uh, she's half of the Graveyard Collection, which uh, we mentioned, I believe, in our Chronos episode. They do uh, oh, yeah. horror memorabilia and stuff. It's spooky season right now, so um, go check them out on uh, Instagram. But uh, uh, she reviewed uh, La Casa Lobo. And uh, she said, haunting, horrifying, unsettling, yet painfully beautiful. This weighed so heavy on my soul for many reasons. At times, I was overwhelmed with the feeling of panic and even suffocation. She gave it five stars. Oh, nice. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it. yeah, it's it's just so creepy. I mean, I know that both of you didn't really find it all that creepy, but oh, my God. <laughs> gosh like i thought it was i don't know unsettling i, was I wasn't scared by it yeah. but it was very unsettling yeah. yes i was very unsettled I, I, I can totally get what she's saying 
a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, we also have another um, review from uh, La Casa Lobo uh, from Mike. Mike over on the Discord. Shout out Mike. Um, uh, his I, actually his his letterbox username is just straight up Mike. <laughs> M I K E Mike. Uh, so shout out Mike. Uh, he rated the Wolf House. He says every few minutes. Oh my God! How incredible artistry here. I hope to one day be involved in creating something as incredible as this. Five stars for Mike. Thank you, Mike. I mean, what a what a movie. Uh, La Casa Lobo. Very, very unsettling. Um, and these two stone cold killers over here. <laughs> I mean, might not might not agree, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, Call it like I see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are the reviews for this week. Um, thank you for those reviews. And if you want to hear your review again, make sure to uh, tag your letterbox review with real latinos r-e-e-l-l-a-t-i-n-o-s and if you just want to reach out to us make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram also at real latinos r-e-e-l-l-a-t-i-n-o-s um so yeah uh with that let's go to argentina buenos aires so we this is guti's pick and we watched los tallos amargos aka the bitter stems available on youtube um make sure to Check out your 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 local YouTube.com to 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 watch this movie for free. Um, it is restored by uh, the UCLA Film Institute, as Guti uh, so graciously pointed out uh, last week. Um, directed by Fernando Ayala, starring Carlos Cores, Julia Sandoval, Vasily Lambrinos, and let's let's get into it. So, uh, uh, Guti, why don't you give us some background? as to what this whole movie, how it was made, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, kind of like how we talked about um, when I revealed this film last week, and you just mentioned this is a significant lost film in the history of cinema, uh, which was restored in 2015 by Eddie Muller's Film Noir Foundation with the cooperation of the UCLA Film and Television Archive. Um, and they also used friends from the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's Charitable Trust, um, it first premiered in America in 2016 at Eddie Muller's annual Noir City Film Festival in SF. Uh, Fernando Martin Peña, who Eddie Muller has has mentioned him as like the cinephile down there in Argentina, uh, had a real, originally shown Eddie Muller back in 2010 on a trip with his wife, a 60mm print. Uh, and actually a fun fact about Fernando was also, he was also the man who was um, responsible for discovering the long lost print of the complete version of Fritz Lang's Metropolis and Buenos Aires, Argentina. Ooh, so wow. he, you know, this, this guy, you know, he's, he's the real deal. Uh, so cinephile sure is definitely just, in, in the game. And just saying, hey, <laughs> right. <I found> <laughs> he probably is in his personal archive. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so in late 2014, uh, Fernando discovered the film's negative at the estate of a private collector, but it was in terrible, terrible shape. Um, there was no soundtrack that was available, so they actually had to digitally rebuild it from Fernando's 16 millimeter print. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a blessing that we have this film, right? Uh, it's a miracle. Uh, according to, to Eddie Muller, Chilean cinematographer Ricardo Yunes uh, came to America as a protege of Greg Tolan, the man responsible for revolutionizing movies with his camera work on Citizen Kane, which I know is a favorite of our good friend Kev on, on the Austin Danger pod, um, who we already mentioned. And he would later return to Argentina and shoot there for the rest of his career, shooting over 100 films. The film is scored by Astor Bisiola, who would go on to revolutionize the traditional tango into a new style termed Nuevo Tango, incorporating elements from jazz, classical, and traditional tango, becoming one of the renowned Argentine composers of the 20th century. This was only the second film from Fernando Ayala, who served his cinema apprenticeship under the reign of Juan Perón. For those who love American noir, you'll be very aware of the blacklist, you'll be aware of the blacklisting that occurred here in the U.S. of artists inspired by the anti-communist crusaders in the government. It was worse in Argentina as Perón sought to be president for life and dominated the film business, demanding movies extol the virtues of his fascist leadership and imprisoning or exiling artists he deemed enemies. Ayala's career lined up with the fall of Perón in 1955, perfect timing as his first films contained social commentary that no way gets past Perón if he was still in power. According to Eddie Miller, to many Argentinians, the character of Alfredo Gaspar 
played wonderfully by Carlos Cordes, represented to them the intrinsic insecurities in the national character, and sense that in comparison to Europe, Argentina had fallen to second world status. Gasper's obsession with living up to the greatness of his German war hero father was a symbolic way of expressing it. Los Tallos Amargos, when released in 1956, would go on to win Silver Condor Awards for Best Picture and Best Director, which are essentially like the Oscars in Argentina. And that is the history section. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, this, this movie's had quite a journey, right? I mean, lost for that long? What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, Absolutely yeah, crazy. I'm so happy for the people that like actually uh, dedicate their their time to like finding like literally finding movies uh, to restore them. Yep. I think that's that's incredible stuff. So because um, there's a lot of great stuff out there. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of junk out there too. But still, um, <laughs> being able to preserve it, I think is a I think it's a great thing. So um, I mean, I mean, we got this out of the out of the bargain. So this is this is great, great stuff. Um, um, Ron, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of this movie? Alfredo Gaspar is an unhappy reporter who teams with an immigrant bartender, Ludus, in a get-rich-quick scheme. They advertise a correspondence course in journalism, and the money pours in. Other than being a crook, Ludus is a nice guy, hoping to bring his wife and two children from Europe to Argentina. Gaspar is so moved by the family's plight that he offers Ludus a bigger share of the ill-gotten gains to help them. Eventually, though, Gaspar comes to suspect that Ludus hasn't told him the truth. Perhaps someone who's, after all, a crook, would also lie to him. Gaspar decides to exact revenge on his business partner and commits the perfect crime. Or so he thinks. But nothing goes quite as planned. Uh, well, very well put, Ron. Uh, so, uh, Guti, this is your pick. So let's start off with you. How, how, how do you like Los Tais Amargos? Um, so I, I think I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but are you effing kidding me with that ending? Like, oh, <laughs> oh that was a really good ending. Really I'm good over ending. the moon with the really last 20 to 30 minutes ending. of this film, man. Yeah. I mean, this has to be one of the greatest rug pulls in the history of cinema, right? Like, I, I mean, I can't think of, I mean, there's a lot of good endings out there, but I was completely caught by surprise on this. I think Ayala sets this up perfectly. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed in the beginning of the film, but you kind of start off seeing Gasper and Lewis walking down the stairs. No one is at the train station. There's like low lighting, very dark shadows, which is like characteristic of film noir, right? Mm -hmm. Of its style. Um, So you feel like something's going to happen. There's anxiety, that pressure. But then towards the end, after I think Susanna, um, Susanna's the one who commits suicide, I believe, right? No, uh, Um, Elena. Elena, uh, when she commits suicide, uh, and he thinks like all the knots are tied. We get the same scene of Gasper at the train station where he meets up with Hadavis and Esther and it's all lit up. There's a bunch of people there. Right. So I was completely like, okay, this, is he really going to get away with this? Like, mm-hmm. I honestly had no idea he, you know, twist was coming. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get to the house, the kid finds the plant. He had sent to his dad and starts digging to uncover and move it. Oh my uh, and then God. Gasper just runs out and he just like does, you know, he just He just books it, F this, and gets run dude. over by a fucking train? Dude, <laughs> what is wrong with go, you, dude? I know, dude. And then, and then what's hell, and honestly for me, I was laughing so hard because we get that shot back to the family and he's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I only needed to dig up like yeah. a little bit or whatever. Yeah, he wasn't going to get caught anyway. Like 30 centimeters. Yeah, if those seeds would have been any deeper. There's no way that, um, you know, they would have died. Oh, my God, dude. I, I mean, honestly, if I was Gaspar and I saw that, I would have probably pooped my pants on the spot. But, dude, <laughs> dude that dude, ending was just so Gaspar good. is just jumping the gun at every single moment yeah, in this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, as soon as they're like, okay, we're going to dig up some of these plants. Nah, let me get hit by this train right, Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> or, like, like, he, like he overhears... Uh, 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 what's his face, Ludas? Um, when they're like, "Oh, claro que más que like sobre Harvey's or something like that," and he's just like, "Oh, this guy's betraying me. Let me kill this fool right now!" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what, dude? Chill out. Oh my god, that's bad. Yeah, he's a but little, yeah, he's what a what an ending. Insecure, bro. Definitely I know. A insecure. <laughs> 
Gaspar would but, literally yeah. kill his business partner and commit suicide instead of going to therapy. Damn. <laughs> uh, man, am I right? Yeah, so, uh, uh, Ron, how about you? What's what's your first point for, for Los Tais Amaros? Carlos Cores. I have never heard of this actor before. <laughs> um, I have no idea why I've never heard of this actor before. I... Like I before we started recording, we you mentioned the hair, the mustache. I mean, um, he's he's suave. Yeah, he is so yeah. suave. Clark Gable, who like I don't I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy popped on screen, and I was like overwhelmed by the drip. Um, yeah, and like he's yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know how he wasn't the biggest movie star of the 50s and 60s. Like, he's got so much intensity, so much charisma. And, like, the whole time, too, like, um, yeah, you know, it, it. he starts off all down on his luck. And then, like, once things, like, ramp up, he's, like, he's making increasingly, like, stupid decisions that he can't go back from. Oh, yeah. But, all, but like... Oh, yeah. yep there's still a certain amount of likability about him. Like the way that he plays the character, you like, you feel bad for him. It's like, it's super good. It kind of reminded me of, um, uh, have either of you guys seen night in the city? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, I, I forget, uh, um, uh, Richard Widmark oh, is the, the lead in that. Yeah. The and, king of sweat. Yes. Yeah. Sweat. And it, it reminded me a lot of that, but like way cooler. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like the, like he he's a rock star. <laughs> like I was absolutely yeah, mesmerized incredible. by this dude. Um but yeah, like his his character I was I was so like um like I said, he starts off real mild mannered and everything, and then like, you know, you get to that point where he's like he's not trusting Ludus, and then like it goes to the hammer and you're like Oh yeah, he's thinking about it, but he ain't gonna do it. He ain't gonna do it. And then he picks up the <laughs> yeah. hammer. He's like, he ain't gonna do it. He walks closer to him. He ain't gonna do it. it. And then he does it. Yeah. <laughs> oh and like, dude, God. like he just he went from normal to like to. Um, he went from zero to hundred for real. Like, yeah, that yeah. Was insane. real quick. <laughs> yeah, like he went. Uh, what's his? Um, yeah, he went from like normal to Norman Bates really, really quickly. Yeah, and then the rest, and then like he turned it off, and like he was oh, just yeah. like, "Oh, oh no!" Like, what did I do? Um, but then the same thing with like uh, Elena. Um, you know, like, he's with her when she commits suicide and everything, and he just like he panics. He's like, "Oh, I gotta book it. Like, I'm like, I'm done. Right. I'm out." Uh, and I mean, same thing with before, like when he buries the body and everything. Like, and it's it's one of those things where like every. Every move that he makes, you're like, no, dude, no. But like at the same time, you're like, <laughs> you're so movie. enthralled with it. You're like the, um, you know, like the, the popcorn gif, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh man, like I have got to see what stupid thing this guy does next. Oh my um, god. And yeah, and each time you're like, uh, when he runs into um to the kids on the uh at the the train station, and then we go home, you're like, oh, is this it? Is this it? And yeah, like you said, Guti with like. When you like that that twist ending where he's like, "All right, like, I ain't got nothing left," and like, you know, there was no reason for it. Though, I mean, I will say, like, had he not done that, had he just stuck around, like, the it it would have been, you know, like a telltale heart kind of thing. Like his guilt would have overwhelmed him. Like he would have slipped. Oh, yeah. something. Oh, would've oh absolutely, absolutely. But um, absolutely. But yeah, I was same thing. I was I was blown away by the end. It was like they just they went and did it. Like he like he just went for it. Like that. That sort of that's the ending, and this is the protagonist. Like, like I don't want to be in this movie. Like, I want to be a hero in like Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings, or something. I don't want to be the lead of this movie, but I love watching these movies because one, they make me feel a lot better about myself and like the the, the stupid things that I do. Because at least it's not that bad. But, um, yeah, and oh my god, I want his hair so bad. So Dude, yeah, I, how how hot is it in Argentina, man? Because he's literally like in front of a fan twenty four seven. I don't right. know if you guys noticed that. Like, the office was like t- always yeah. riddled with fans everywhere. Yeah, he just yeah. puts a straight in his face. I'm like, dude, you're gonna get a cold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it was like a main plot point. No, like that's the reason yeah. why they're like, oh, let, that's the reason why they they end up going to his house, right? Because they're like, oh, let's right, work yeah, over yeah, there yeah. instead. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, and then on the drip too, like. The, 
can we go back? I mean, maybe not every day, but you know, just having a day where we wear a you know nice double breasted suit yeah. or something. Like, yeah, dang man, I miss like, that. Like, I'm style, I'm dude. a jeans and t-shirt and Converse kind of dude, but like, I like to rock a suit every now and then, or at least yeah, like like exactly. the the I don't know. It was the opening, but it was one of the earlier scenes where, where he's at work and he's got the tie, but it's undone. And then like, and he's got yeah, the rolled yeah. up sleeves. I'm like, dude, this guy, man, like I want, yeah, I want to be this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. He's looking great. Um, yeah. So, uh, my first point for this movie, uh, what is my, Oh, Oh my gosh. The, I think the editing in this movie is amazing. Yeah. Like specifically how, um like how gaspar is like like reminiscing about something and like and that's like at the in the background and that like the camera pans over to him and he's like in the train Mm -hmm. like thinking about these things and then it does a quick cut into like fully on the train Mm -hmm. like i i thought it was like the first time it happens is when um uh liudas as the bartender he's just like heating up a glass or something and then like all the lighting dims down and it's just him like silhouetted and it's like whoa and then it starts like move, the camera starts moving back, 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 and then you see him, and you're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and, then, and then he turns around, and then the the cut happens, and and Lewis is right there, and you're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> like this, this is really good. Like the, um, I mean, I know that the uh, in the TCM the uh, the intro they're talking about the, the how great the cinematography is, and I'm yeah. like, oh my, like it is yeah. incredible. It is very, very good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to shout shout that out, like, because I really like the way that they uh, handled like his flashbacks, mm-hmm. tying yes. into tying into like the present. Like, it was very well done, incredibly well done. Um, shout out to that whole team because it worked amazingly for me. Like, that was that was fantastic. Um, so yeah, that that's my first point. Uh, Baguti, what about you? Second point, second point for the movie. Yeah, so I mean, we touched about touched on it a little bit, but one of the quotes that I was reminded while watching this is, I don't know, have you guys seen the film Detour? Mm-mm. At least I don't no, think so. No, okay. So yeah, so it's in the it's in the Criterion Collection, and it's a uh, it's like one of those Poverty Row films that were made back in the day, but it just randomly ended up, you know, the reputation for Poverty Row films is like, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're cheaply made doesn't have the best actors and actresses or director mm. uh and usually they're pretty bad but you know this is one of the ones that actually came out and was really good mm. despite all its faults in it and one of the quotes in it that that reminded me of kind of Gasper's situation I think is like at the heart and soul of film noir is that he says one of the main characters says that's life whichever way you turn fate sticks out a foot to trip you mm. um and I feel like every single move this guy makes dude it's just the wrong decision and it's all based on the fact that he desperately wants to live up to his german war hero father which mm-hmm. is already kind of weird but very um, weird i, I mean, mean let's face it he has he latin has america and complex, right? german soldiers like there's yeah. history there yeah. <laughs> like, exactly exactly but but yeah he's just like he's impatient with his low-paying job so he kind of does a scheme with with Ludas, right? But you know, all he needed was those little seeds of doubt planted in his head from Susanna and and his boss in the mm-hmm. office, and then like he barely even hears through the the band playing uh, what he thinks. Oh, I love that part. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, so well done. Yeah, yeah exactly. were, he was just like waiting, waiting, yeah. waiting for like the bongo beats, uh, the bongo yeah. breaks. Oh my gosh, so good. Exactly, and he just uh, somehow from there he's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna kill this guy. Uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> It's just like every decision he makes is wrong, which is it's very much characteristic of films that use the film noir style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and, you know, it, I think it attracts so many people because you kind of you can kind of resonate with some of it. Um, so, for example, you know, we all have goals, but at the end of the day, like life is kind of tough and it's not all, it doesn't always go to plan. Mm-hmm. So I think like film noir style helps kind of examine the that darkness in humanity and to like what extent we'll go to make our goals and dreams a reality. I mean that's I mean this is basically what Gasper goes through, right? He's trying to figure out, uh, you know, he's trying he's trying to go to the highest order, even though it's the wrong decisions, uh, to make his goals and dreams a reality. So I mean I I I love film noir. I love the style when it's used in films. 
Uh, I mean, like two of the films that I have in my Letterboxd top four, uh, Casablanca and the Red Shoes, mm. use film noir elements in their film. Uh, mm. Sorry, guys, I had to say that. So I guess <laughs> we can, to, to <laughs> we can reset the clock at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just really enjoy the style. And I think that this is just, it, it's just absolutely fits into that film noir style and the things and the elements, characteristics that we've come mm. uh, to kind of, you know, know the film the war style to be. Wow. I mean, yeah, film noir, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Um, we do run second point, second point on Los Tallos Amargos. Yeah, I don't know if I have really one in particular, but I did like, um, I mean, we already kind of mentioned the the editing and the cinematography. So I guess like just in general, oh, yeah. my, my point is just like the whole structure of how um, they did everything, particularly so a couple of things struck me. One, I've mentioned before, I hate voiceovers, but um oh. his inner monologue, like I got such a kick out of it. Like oh, yeah. it was like especially like the parts where um where he's like sitting there talking and like you hear his words like, I'm gonna kill this fool. Like like those <laughs> that, like it was funny. Um Yeah, it was it yeah. was really funny. Yeah. And Dude, I don't some of it was like oh, sorry, go, yeah. Go, go. Well no, like I mean a lot of it was I don't know if it was intended to be funny, but like it was funny and it was like but not in like a laughing at the movie way. Like it like it was genuinely like like dark humor. Um uh, which uh-huh. I I love. Like I that's that's I love satire, I love blue humor and stuff. So yeah, any you know, I mean, like Gucci, you were saying, like you were laughing at the ending of the movie, like that's like that's yeah, a really dude, messed up thing hilarious. to laugh at, but like absolutely, like it was like it wasn't hysterical in the way that you know, like Austin Powers is hysterical, but like yeah, it was it was funny in the like in the like yeah, life kind of kicks you around kind of way, you know, like um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, so we mentioned the editing, but the flashbacks, like how it goes from like super 50s noir to all of a sudden like german expressionism um oh, that was kind of a wild like like you know and that's my second point too oh, really? like yeah. the yeah. the first dream sequence yeah like, all of it looking super german yeah. expressionistic and knowing now that like his dad was a german soldier right yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i mean i mean we know what, it, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. that is one, um, one and two one and two yeah 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 oh, sorry go ahead Ron. so oh but that's just yeah like um the uh, I've mentioned before how like I I like it when when movies successfully they don't always do it successfully but like when a movie will like be like this is the movie that you're gonna see and then switch gears um, and like mm. I said when when it adds like the the flashbacks or the dream sequences or whatever and it does like that kind of like expressionist honestly it reminded me a little of Powell and Pressburger in some uh, some spots there but, we go there we go frigging <laughs> um, guys but uh, <laughs> you know yeah like I wasn't expecting it and it was really really well done like it it wasn't jarring like it totally fit the tone of the movie it was like there there's the movie that you're seeing and then like you really got to see what's going on in this dude's head. Um, and that like did so much more for, you know, like for his character and for understanding like him for me. So, um, and then the, the last thing, uh, Ismail, you already mentioned it, but yeah, the, the sound editing and mixing when, uh, Mm -hmm. Alfredo is eavesdropping on Luda's and Elena's conversation. And that was so good. Yeah. I loved it so much. Like I was laughing out loud. I was like, wow, this dude is just, he's just trying to listen in and the band's going like, where? yeah <laughs> they're just having fun yeah oh and that gosh. the music was was awesome too but um yeah the music was great yeah, yeah but uh stuff. when then when it flashed again because the the whole time i was like okay like this is obviously trying to make you think that like what he's thinking that like you know he's pulling something over on him and then so when it got to the part where it showed that conversation for real I was kind of waiting for like, okay, like, no, there's got to be more to this. Like, it can't just be like, you know, straight up, you know, like, no, he's really a good guy just trying to get his family over. Like, and he really was like, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I kept waiting. Like, mm-hmm. even when, uh, when, uh, Harvest showed up 
And I was like, okay, like this dude's an actor or something, like some, or he's not really a son. There's something going on. Uh-huh. Um, I can't wait. It's like, oh, like, come on, like something's got to redeem this guy. Like something's got to like Nothing. justify, like, okay, he murdered this dude and he buried his body. Like something's got to be like, no, it was okay. <laughs> like you were, you were in the right all along and, uh, and it never happened. And I loved it. Never. I loved the, yeah, yeah. Like, because that was good. He was just a paranoid dude. Yeah. He was crazy. Especially but, because but like, other... go ahead, Goody. No, the the only other thing I was gonna mention with uh, Lulas though, is remember he's in the he's in the room with uh, Elena, mm-hmm. and he says he talks about like, well, I got uh, you know the other guy into this kind of newspaper scheme, and we're scheming people. Mm-hmm. So technically, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's like this good guy trying to help his family and stuff. But I mean, he, they're also exploiting it, right? Yeah, yeah, they are yeah. sure at the same time. So it's like it's like you're trying to you're trying to weigh the balance. All right, well, you know that's not that bad, like, right? You know, and I, I <laughs> yeah, love that, dude. I love that moral ambiguity. Yeah, well, that's what too. I was gonna be okay. So these two guys are screwing like all these other people out of money, um, but they're like are allegedly, I mean, they're doing it for for a, a good ish cause or whatever, but. Um, then also too, like uh, Elena, like she's you know, um, I don't know. She's not really like screwing anybody over, but like her story too is like she is putting herself before um, Ludus and like his family and stuff like that. And so you know, like same thing. Like she's making bad decisions that ultimately lead to her downfall. Um, and then, yeah, like you, you know, there's the stuff with, uh, Ludus, like, you know, he, he shows up when like in the nice suit and everything. Um, and, and, and also too, like, he's not really doing nearly as much work as Alfredo's doing. So like, you know, oh, yeah. so you could kind of argue like, okay, <laughs> just even turn those the crank. Things, yeah. Like even <laughs> those things, like, okay, he's kind of like, if he would have been like more, um, more proactive with like the work or whatever, maybe that would have lessened Alfredo's suspicions that much more. So yeah, everybody's kind of like working towards their own downfall. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it was just really, really well done. I know we're kind of talking in circles, but like there's like, <laughs> it was a really well put together movie. Yeah, yeah it was so. just, yeah, it was, it was like clockwork. It was really, really well made. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go into my second point. Second point? Right, where, where yeah, 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 second yeah. point, yeah. Uh, so my second point is, um, uh, I, I, I talked about it earlier, but that dream sequence, oh my goodness, like it was incredibly well made. Uh, like the whole experimental montage sequence was really like, uh, like, like you said, German expressionism, and uh, you also learn a lot, like in a really, really short amount of time. And like, okay, this kid, he's had a father. The father was in the war. He was a German war. <laughs> um, and now he's in Argentina. Um, but it, like, he sees him as like this hero and that like, he's just trying to live up to be like the, like his father. And it's just, I don't know. It, like you learn, like you learn so much so quickly. And I think it's, I don't know. It's just really, really good filmmaking. Like it's just, and it, it's, it, it feels good to, to shout it out because it's, um, it's yeah it's great stuff um that was my that was my whole second point um and i think it's kind of weird that like he's looking up to his hero of a father um and i guess like he's also really like a bad person (laughs) you know like like uh, like ron said he's not redeeming at all so i mean i guess he's just like his dad so you know can sorry (laughs) but um yeah it's uh crazy stuff crazy stuff um guti your final points and uh rating Oh man. Okay. So, so a couple of things here. So that dream sequence that you're just speaking about someone online, I haven't had the chance to watch the movie yet. Um, so I'll, I'll confirm once I watch it here in a, in a couple, cause it stars one of my favorite, uh, actresses of all time, or if not my favorite actress of all time, Ingrid Bergman, mm-hmm. uh, spellbound, I guess there's oh. a dream sequence in there as well. And that dream sequence was, uh, was inspired by Salvador Dali. Um, and so I, I guess people were making that parallel. So I wanted to shout that out and then going back to the editing too. And I think we kind of mentioned it, but that there's that shot where they're at the bar and Lulas is kind of playing with the, you know, he's, he's heating up the cup or whatever. And then it goes, you know, fades back into that black screen or whatever. Mm. It's just unfreaking believable. That shot, like I was like, all right, uh, that's a, that's a rewind shot. I got to rewind to watch that again. (laughs) Um, 
But lastly, yeah, I mean, the other thing I really like too is like what, that I thought was funny is the the bitter stems, the title itself. Uh-huh. Like I love, yeah, love, yeah. Eh, eh, love the title, and it's like kind of a. At least I took away that it was like a double meaning uh-huh. um, from what I could extract. So like the first being that Gasper kind of grew from bitter stems, right? Like his mom taking away his like the dream sequence we were just talking about. His mom taking away his book of heroes and exchanging it for like a math book. Mm-hmm. His mom telling him he can't go off to war uh, because you know his sister and her need protection and safety. Um, and just that's like kind of all plants. Yeah, exactly. And that's like all kind of plants the seeds that ultimately like grow gasper into the man that he is today right and i have the bitterness um that leads him down this path of like corruption violence um and deceit and then the second meaning i kind of got from it was that the plant itself that the grew from the soil yeah, where Lulaz right. was buried mm-hmm. so i was like if you don't believe that man is bitter for what gasper did to him like there's something wrong with you man that guy <laughs> is bitter 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 for sure um but yeah so going to like my final rating I mean, this film pretty much has everything that I love. Um, like I said, I, I absolutely adore the film noir style. Uh, it's definitely any time that a film kind of leans into that style, I, I just absolutely love it. Um, I love the way that it helps kind of, I love how the style kind of helps further examine our morality, um, the inner psyche and like the darkness of humanity. I mean, you get the rain, which I already talked about. I think Mama Tamien that I freaking love anything that's like water, ocean, visually just relaxes me. But at the same time, this scene in here wasn't that relaxing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just definitely something that I, I like to see. Smoke, um, which, by you know, the smoking in this film. Uh, I mean, by the way, is there anything that looks better in black and white cinematography than freaking smoke? Mm. Like, I mean... I feel like don't you gotta get yeah, at least. But... Don't smoke, but. Gotta <laughs> but if you're least, going to, you know, do it in black and white. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the, the twists and turns. Um, and I think for me, the, like, the ending and twist has to be an all timer. Uh, so uh, I wrote this in my review, um, but I'm pretty sure, like, if this film was well more well known back in the 1950s here in the U.S., it would 100% be taught in film schools mm. for all the reasons that we've talked about so far on this pod. Um, so, like we've mentioned, I'm 100% grateful to Eddie Muller and Fernando Martin Peña and everyone else who contributed in making this restoration a reality. And for me, this is an easy five-star oh. movie. Five stars from Guti. I mean, I mean, yes. Yeah, it's it's a dope movie. It's pretty love sick. To, lo, love to love movies. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love to love movies. Uh, except Barbarian, I guess. But anyways. <laughs> uh, Ron, nope. what about you? <laughs> what about nope? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, your your third and final rating. Uh, so, I, I've never considered myself a noir guy. Um, I, like... I know it was in like November usually when TCM does like does noir and stuff. The noir, yeah, yeah, they have like their noir alley. And yeah, it runs, noir alley. It there, runs yeah. longer than yeah, they run longer than November. Yeah. I think I can't remember the specific dates, but yeah, they they'll run films. I think on Saturday nights. Uh, yeah, I believe. But um, yeah. but yeah, but I've never really yeah. considered myself somebody that like seeks that stuff out. Um, I mean, like, I, I like stuff like Sin City and, you know, like, like Blade Runner, um, stuff like that. But I'm kind of slowly realizing, like, I think I'm a noir guy. Like, I think, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like, I'm like, and even too, like you mentioned, like Casablanca, like Casablanca is one of my favorite movies. And I like it's never occurred to me, but you're right. Like, yeah, there is a lot of like, you know, noir elements in that. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I'm a noir guy. Like I think you know, like I watched uh, yes. I watched Deep Cover not too long ago, with Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum. That was Ooh. fantastic. Um, I watched, uh, uh, like I said, I, I mentioned uh, Night in the City, um, Panic in the Streets, also with Richard Woodmark. So yeah, all this stuff is really cool. It's definitely stuff that I I uh, want to check more out. And uh, this one is, you know, I. I wasn't like I gotta admit like I kind of checked out a couple of times while I was watching it, mm-hmm. but talking about with you guys, I'm I'm realizing like I really really dug this movie. This one was like yes. you know one it's like it's also one thing to like to have never heard of it 
And to, I didn't look up what it was about or anything either when I pressed play on, on YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, I remember I was like, I don't know the bitter stems. What is, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Like when he dropped the seeds, I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's where the title of the movie comes from. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, as it went on, like, and it got deeper, I was like, okay, this, this is, this is definitely my thing. So, you know what, Guti, I think I'm right there with you at five oh stars. Oh my goodness. Yes, Ron. Oh. Thank you, Ron. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm at, I honestly I'm happy that you love this movie, but I'm also happy that you're now a film noir guy. <laughs> yeah. If you need any Rex, let me know. That's yeah. my jam. Guti is rocking a TCM baseball cap right now, by he the way. Is, yeah. He's going he's going Thank method. You, method acting right here. <laughs> uh, All right, live your uh, truth. Live your truth. <laughs> All right. I'm here. I, I've arrived. Am I in our guy? Eleven star banger. I uh, know <laughs> 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 uh, it's not that. It's not that bad. Um, uh, let me see my final points. Um, I already talked about the dream sequence. Talking about uh, okay, uh, yeah. So I talked about the lighting already as well. I thought that was pretty great. Um, I thought the way that they built suspense at the final act was pretty great. Um, I thought also like it's kind of like weird like even back then how like they were showing how like Argentinians were like super obsessed with Europe and that's like a big mm, yeah, uh, Argentinian yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. it's like a big yeah. Argentinian stereotype of like uh, you know they, they like Argentinians want to be very European um, and they have like like that that inferiority complex of of, uh, of like being uh, not from Europe you know um but you know it's not true, Argentina. You are great. You don't need to be European. But um, uh, it's just a stereotype. And so I thought I thought it was just uh, I thought that was pretty pretty weird. Uh, or like or I I thought it was pretty interesting that they that they put that up there. Um. Uh, I do gotta admit I also kind of checked out at some points. Um. Uh, but overall it's still really really great. I'm I think I'm at. I don't know what am I what am I gonna give this? I think I'm be at be wise. one star. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I I think I'm at like I'm between like a four and a four and a half stars. I I think nice. I think this is a really really well done movie. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, it did just like kind of I don't know. I feel like anytime that they were at the at the club after the the first time they were there, like getting like, after the the big band was there. Um, I just, I don't know, like, I, I didn't really like those, those scenes as much as, as mm-hmm. the first time. Um, so yeah, I'm like at a four or four and a half. I, I'll make up my mind and I'll put it on my letterbox, but, uh, but right now that's, I'm around there, but I, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I, I, it was, it was, it was at four stars, but after the conversation with you, I thought, I thought it was really, really good. Four and a half stars. Not five stars. Sorry. You know sorry. An extra star for the drip. That's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Exactly. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. I thought it was going to be much worse from the way you started. So. <laughs> no, yeah. It was, it was so really good. good. Right now. It was, I, I thought it, I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, I think I think also it was it was just that ending, man. The ending was so yeah, so dude. crazy. Like when it, when you see the train coming out, I was like, "Oh my god, is he really is he really doing this?" And yeah. He just <laughs> he just gets run over by the train, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then the quick cut to like Harvey's just like digging up the, yeah. just the flowers, and that was it. Like, yeah. oh my dad, he didn't put it over thirty centimeters. We'll see no somewhere in the and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so insane. That's like. If you look up what an idiot, uh, like an encyclopedia or whatever, is that's the image that you would like. That would be the six second reel. Yeah, right there. that was <laughs> that was amazing. That was a really really good ending. I really like that. Um, so yeah, I wonder what would happen like like a month or two months afterwards, where they're like, so where is this dude? Because they just kept. Yeah, saying I was TV, thinking like, the same <laughs> thing. I was like, where did he go? Like, well, I mean, and obviously, like, yeah, somebody's gonna find his body and report it, but they're gonna be like, what? Like, what? Why? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what did exactly. you do that for? And then so... the other guy's dad's missing. Like, he's never gonna see him again. So, and then I was just thinking, like, it's gonna like cut to like sixty years in the future when like some new family is living there and they're putting in a pool and they're gonna find this guy's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and they're gonna be like, whoa, <laughs> like. The hammer, the hammer in the skull. Ah, yikes! 
Um, but yeah, so those are my final thoughts and my review, um, uh, my rating. So uh, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, I feel like all of us had a really great time with this movie. So yeah, great pick with the Absolutely. great yeah, great thanks, pick. Dude, yeah, um, Ooh, fantastic. Myself. Super fantastic. Um, so y'all, we got some letters. We nice. just got a letter. We just got <laughs> a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. Oh, freaking. Is blue Latino? No, Latina. <laughs> if blue's Latina, we gotta we gotta cover the whole show. I mean, what a what, the... what a show! Is it? I, I mean... thought it was Dora the Explorer. So I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little too old for <laughs> blue's Clues. You thought it was yeah, Dora. showing my age. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ron! Yo, when Tom left, I I was I never oh, recovered. I, you, never you recovered. Never... Did you see that video of him like being like, oh, yeah, that dude. Was, oh yeah, yeah. When he's like. Oh, like oh, I know that I left, and I know that it was crazy. But look at where you are, and look how much you've grown. And like, I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I teared up. So, uh, I'm yeah. definitely including the Blues Clues discussion. You need episode. to, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Sh- Love shout Tom. out Blue. Love you. Uh, if she's Latina, then we, like I said, we gotta cover the whole show. Uh, and I really like the uh, again. So I have nieces and nephews, and uh, um. Uh, I've been watching a bit of Blue's Clues myself, and uh, the the new host, uh, I forgot his name, uh, but he's Filipino, and I really like how like the the shows like like actually bringing in diverse hosts. I think that's fantastic. Mm, cool. So shout out Blue's Clues. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> we have a letter. <laughs> um, uh, we have three letters. Uh, so thank you all to your letter. Please write in. Please write into reallatinos at gmail.com. That's r e e l l a t i n o s at gmail.com so you can hear your letter read on the podcast so first letter is from dirk feelgood friend of the podcast uh host of the movie mixtape podcast uh dear friend uh and in the uk okay don't do that <laughs> don't 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 no, 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 no. Uh, hey, you're the one that lived there so if any of us uh, yeah yeah here. yeah and and i'm also obsessed with edgar Wright. so if anything i i got it i got it spot on so yeah uh so let's, <laughs> let's see what dirk uh, has to say um dearest real latinos uh, i wanted to write in about a few things first of <laughs> first of all you're all babes don't try to deny it uh don't try and deny it it's unbecoming <laughs> thank you dirk um thank you, secondly dirk. I loved your Kronos episode. You guys really accentuated my enjoyment of the movie with your chit chat and especially loved hearing about the emerging friendship between GDT and Perlman. Uh, yeah, so shout out Ron for that uh, that background. That was, that was great stuff. Um, uh, he continues, I wondered if you got Cronenberg vibes from it or was that just me? Uh, maybe it was the insects or the self mutilation classic <laughs> bands. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't think about that, uh, Dirk. But yeah, Cronenberg vibes all, all the way. Um, Could you imagine if Del Toro and Cronenberg like collaborated on something? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? <laughs> I, I uh, my brother uh, brought this up to me um, offline, but he was talking about how imagine if Guillermo del Toro made a made a. Um, uh, what if he made a Bioshock movie? Now imagine oh, if he made a Bioshock yeah. movie with Cronenberg. Ooh, that'd be amazing. That'd be crazy. Uh, sorry, uh, Dirk. Be Dirk dope. continues. Um, you mentioned also how it showed vampirism being like an addiction. Coincidentally, me and Marcy talked about the hunger, which did a similar thing. If anything, it was more overt in Kronos, which I loved, and would agree that the bathroom scene is the scene for the film. That guy with his pants down is the greatest villain of modern <laughs> cinema. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, there was some talk on the episode of going on a GDT journey. One hard recommendation from me is his animated TV show series, Tales of Arcadia. Mm-hmm. My daughter started watching it on Netflix after a random algorithm must have shown her a trailer. The whole family ended up getting sucked in. And it definitely contains all of the Toro mainstays that you talked about. Monsters aplenty. That's enough for me. Thanks for the pod and for helping me discover some more amazing cinema from around the world. Forever yours in blood, Dirk. Dirk Feelgood. Wow, what a letter. What a letter. Thank you so much. And thank you, Betsy, for the recommendation. Oh, yeah, that recommendation. I got to check out Tales of Arcadia. Um, Like I said, 
Uh, I have nieces and nephews. Shout out Blue's Clues, but also shout out GDT with uh, Tales of Arcadia. So thank you, Dirk, for the recommendation. Yeah. And um, go, uh, so, yeah, he mentioned it, but yeah, Dirk and uh, and Marcy host the movie mixtape, which Ismail and I have been, uh, have had emails featured on there several times. I'm the official, unofficial music director of that particular program. It's the easiest <laughs> job I've ever had. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, go, go listen to, um, to them and, uh, and, and their guests talk about stuff. It's, it's, it's great. It's like, um, it, it's like going to the movies and then like going and sitting and having dinner after and like listening to the people at the table next to you like talk about the movie you just saw so it's it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah uh, so yeah shout out dirk shout out marcy and also marcy with the crew tag on letterbox and also interviewing uh the director for 10 things i hate about you right uh, uh writer. oh the writer sorry for the writer, writer I mean, yeah. still like, that's amazing <laughs> uh so great stuff marcy uh great stuff dirk thank you dirk for the email uh moving on to our second email from Rob, Robzilla. Um, Rob says, Hola, amigos. It's your friend, Robzilla. I was just catching up with yet another amazing podcast coming out of our community, and I just wanted to send you a couple of thoughts along with my congratulations. Thank you so much, Robzilla. Uh, I just finished the Itumama Tambien episode, and it is a film I loved already, a five-star classic, and an amazing insight into the minds of young men, a great road trip, and a coming-of-age movie. I had no idea of the political context, as just an English guy watched it stripped out of that context. I still loved it, but it was absolutely fascinating to hear you guys at an extra level to a movie I already loved. What a film! Uh, Covering Cuaron also reminded me that I used to be a part of an old internet movie forum, and they attempted to do a user-voted poll of the greatest British movies of all time. A few people voted for Children of Men, and they were then called out for colonizing. Uh, things got very heated. Some people fell out forever, and some people quit the forum? It caused a huge schism? Rob Zilla, what's going on over there? What's going on over there? <laughs> what? In jolly old England. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, so Rob Zilla continues. Uh, me? I think it was a crazy thing to get so upset about, and I was thinking about this, and I'm very thankful that I'm now a part of a calmer, smarter, more respectful movie community. Love the show, guys. Amores Perros is already on my watch list, so can't wait to hear what you're thinking. Robzilla. Thank you so much, Robzilla. Yeah, thank you, man. What a beautiful email. Loved reading about this. Uh, crazy stuff with what's going on over there in the UK. Uh, Children of Men, one of the best movies ever made. Absolutely. Like, it is so incredibly great. Um, are we? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we, we don't got to do that. But uh, uh, great, great email, Robzilla. Uh, and Rob talking about the, the great community. Um, uh, yeah, shout out to the VHS Village. Shout out to the 70 Millimeter podcast uh great community over there uh and our last email of the day is from jaysher jaysher host of the podzilla podcast going through all things kaiju all things godzilla king kong great stuff all chronological order check them out uh great podcast and lovely voices over from new zealand um, I'm not even going to attempt to do a New Zealand accent. I, 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 <laughs> New Zealand? No, no, I can't do that. No. Just start talking like Frodo. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do it. I cannot. Uh, shout out New Zealand for starting Letterbox, though. Great stuff. Um, so, Jaysher writes, Hola, real Latinos. Your friend Jaysher here. Just wanted to reach out and let you know that I've been just absolutely loving the podcast. Latin American movies have always regrettably been a huge blind spot for me, and it's so cool to finally have some trusted guides to introduce me into this world. Uh, my favorite flick you've un- you've covered on the show so far has to be Amores Perros. Just a spectacular display of direction and dialogue. I always tend to love stories with unique narrative structures, and this has solidly cemented itself as one of my all-time favorites. Anyways, that's about all. But Real Latinos is good, really good. I get to wake up every morning, 8 a.m., and listen to the show on the way to work. It's the best. I love it. Ah, uh, Jaysher, love the Nacho Libre <laughs> reference. Oh, my goodness. 
so uh, is Jaysher Latino? Is Jaysher Latino? <laughs> I think that that counts, and then we get all of the Godzilla <laughs> movies, and he's wow, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, Jaysher finishes off here. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, you guys are making something really special, and I'm privileged to be able to tune into it every week. Heart emoji, Jaysher Drake. Thank you so much, Jaysher, for what a wonderful email. Um, I mean, that's fantastic. And Nacho Libre, I mean, he knows exactly the way into his man's heart. Like, oh. is that one of my favorite? Like, is that my favorite movie of all time? I don't know. Like, it's it's so good. It's endlessly quotable, um, as you saw here uh, from our lovely friend Jaysher. Thank you so much for the email. Um, and so if you would also like to hear your thoughts and your words on uh, the podcast again, uh, just... Uh, reach out to us on reallatinos at gmail.com r-e-e-l-l-a-t-i-n-o-s at gmail.com so it's time for my pick right i think it's my pick this, this next yeah week. it's yours Woo. Yeah. okay so uh, i've been thinking about this a lot um it is october so i was thinking maybe maybe something spooky you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying um and so I was looking at the list of movies that we have and a lot of them we actually already covered we already covered like well uh on our letterbox list i just um put uh, the horror genre as a as a filter and we already covered chronos we already covered covered la casa lobo we already covered la llorona um we already covered coco <laughs> right we already covered coco <laughs> it's a ghost story uh, it is a ghost story and um children are dead in that movie so yeah we're yeah. Cra- crazy hey, it stuff. scared dirk's daughter so it did it scared dirk's daughter shout out dirk again uh, but so uh, please watch that movie, Dirk. You know it's a it's a lovely film, uh, so uh, please check that out. Um, but yeah, so I was looking at the movies. One pick that I really wanted to pick uh, was Historia del Oculto that came out uh, just last year. But that's Argentinian. We just stopped by Argentina, so couldn't do that one. Then there was another one whose poster was super gnarly. Uh, the movie is called uh, Aterrados or Terrified. And that one is super duper gnarly, but also Argentinian. So I was like, what is going on in Argentina with all these freaking horror movies that I want to watch so bad? And then something else that caught my eye was my official pick. So my pick is a movie that I've never watched, a movie that I've never heard of. uh, And I'm pretty sure neither of you have heard of it either. Um, This movie is... Diablo Rojo PTY uh, came out in 2019. It's Panama's first ever horror movie. First ever really? horror movie. Wow. Yeah, that, that they produced. So I'm super excited uh, going from Argentina, taking the reins and going all the way to Panama. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for this. Um, it is directed by Jay Oscura Najera and Sol Moreno. Um, and the synopsis on Letterbox is as follows. Uh, the synopsis is as follows. A Diablo Rojo bus driver, his helper, a priest, and two policemen fall victim to a mysterious spell and end up lost somewhere in the Chiriqui jungle, where they will have to survive the creatures that inhabit the roads with the old bus as their only refuge. Uh, I'm super excited for this pick. Um... Uh, again, I don't know any of the directors, any of the cast. Um, it's 80 minutes and available on Tubi. So it's for free. Fantastic. And it's super quick. So I am so excited for this. I really hope uh, you all join us on this journey uh, to watch Diablo Rojo PTY. Um, uh, the synopsis started reading off like a, like a, like a setup for a joke. A helper, a priest, and two policemen like, go into go into go into an old bus. Uh, so yeah, really excited for this. Uh, poster looks pretty gnarly, um, and I don't know. It just uh, looks something. Uh, try to try to try to see to to keep it in theme. I mean, we just had murder uh, from a delusional, paranoid man um, that also got his, like, that also got run over by a, by a train. Um, so let's, uh, stick with a vehicular, uh, slaughter and go with, uh, this, this group of people on a bus going into the jungle. So, yeah. 
so that about does it for our episode on Los Tallos Amargos. Um, and you could reach out to us at Real Latinos on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So follow us there. And yeah, that is, I think, yeah, that's that's about it. So thank you so much, Wait. everybody. Wait. I have one thing. Say it, Ron. So, uh, listeners, we are recording this ahead of time. Uh, it's the 19th of September at the moment. Uh, we've been recording things way ahead of time for one particular reason. When this episode drops in a couple of days, our friend Ismail here will be getting married. So we just oh, wanted to uh, yes. offer congratulations to, Ooh, to Ismail yeah, and Jackie. Baby. Hope you guys uh, have a great day. Hope you have a ton of fun. Felicidades, hermano. I'm happy for both of you, and I'm wishing you all the success, all your dreams and goals to be accomplished between the both of you. Oh, I love you both so much. Even though I don't love Jackie personally, <laughs> but I love you both. She's a fan of the show. She's the first subscriber to the and, show. So uh, wishing you, you all the best. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, so she knows. Yeah, she, she knows, she knows me very well. <laughs> this is where the parasocial relationship really but starts. I'm proud to, of you guys. Starts the show. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I didn't know you were gonna say that. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get married uh, October fifteenth, best day of my life. So, um, yeah, shout out my marriage. <laughs> shout, shout out my, my marriage. Uh, this marriage is 100 percent Latino, so we can definitely cover it on the pod. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very yeah, thank you, Ron. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for that. Uh, lots of planning that we're doing. So yeah. yeah. Uh, we're we're doing so many episodes beforehand, so that uh, by the time th- <laughs> by the time this episode drops, I'm gonna be uh, pulling my hair out. I'm gonna be so nervous. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be yeah. so like overwhelmed with so many so many things to do for the wedding. Still, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, this is uh, thank you, thank you so much. Um, uh, so with that, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure to give us a like, uh, rate us five stars on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, share this with all your friends and family, and, and subscribe so you can get uh, new episodes every single Thursday. Um, muchísimas gracias y adiós. 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 And we are in the clear. Very good. Real Latinos is a podcast written, produced, and hosted by Christian Gutierrez, Ron Jimenez, and Ismael Villas Molina. Mixed and edited by Ron Jimenez. Artwork provided by Elizabeth Jimenez, Ron Jimenez, and Ismael Villas Molina. Original music provided by Tono Nomata. Muchas gracias y hasta la próxima. Dave is fantastic. Dave is such an angel. Like, he's amazing. I really want to meet him. I know he's like Thanos at this point. Like, he knows all the villagers. He's great. Okay, I'm stopping my audacity, so if you want to show that to Dave, go ahead.